All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 9, Episode 31 of the DFO Fantasy Podcast, presented to you by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me today, we have Michael Biebs Bondi. No Dylan D. Berthume. In the house, he is going to drop by later to give us his weekend streamers for this weekend. Uh, not a lot of options, so going to be a quick weekend streaming segment. Uh, but Biebs, you're here with me on this Friday morning. How's it going, bud? It's going good. Um, it's uh, we're a little bit delayed here due to the love day, um, which is okay. It's been a little crazy week with. Um, yeah, I think we each w- took out our wives or girlfriends on separate days, and it just didn't yeah. work at all for us. We <laughs> tried to plan ahead, and it kind of failed. I think I took Tuesday, D took the day itself, and then Brock was. Uh, actually, you did Tuesday as well. So we, me and you were just ahead of the curve. Um, but uh, no, it, it's okay. It uh, it leads to us giving you some Friday content. I'm pretty sure people think, uh, you know, Fridays we have a, we have a small schedule, so we're not really fantasying too much. But no, we're here. We're here to give you uh, all the juicy pickups you need. We're gonna go into some nice uh, kind of follow up what we did last week with goalies. So it's uh, it, it's great to be here, and and it's good to uh, be closing out the year. I didn't realize how actually close we were till the to the end until last week. So uh, so now we're in the we're in the nitty gritty. It, it's it's fun times. Time for trades too, which is uh, we always love to see. Been getting a lot of those through my inbox, which is feel free to always send us your trades. We love to uh, love to see those and tell you if they're they're good or bad. 
Absolutely, yeah. The fantasy hockey trade deadline, the real uh, NHL trade deadline, all coming up very quickly. Uh, we are going to focus on the fantasy hockey trade uh, deadline here in a little bit. Last week, we focused on the skaters. We looked at the strength of schedule for the rest of the regular fantasy regular season, the rest of the playoff uh, right, uh, fantasy playoffs, and gave you the best skater strength of schedule. This week, we're going to take a look ahead at the goalies, which goalies you should be trying to trade for, which goalies you should be trying to trade away. But before we do that, I'm just going to rip through, absolutely rifle through some names here. Yeah, that these are fantastic, by the way. Um, yeah, you you've I, mentioned a lot of these guys on Twitter. I'm going to rifle through them here on the podcast. All the skaters are under 40% owned. The goalies might be a little bit higher, but um, if you you know aren't able to listen to the show every week, make sure you're at least following us on Twitter at DFO Podcast, where uh, uh, Beebs will undoubtedly be filling your uh, timeline with waiver wire pickups throughout the week. But let's start, and we are going in order of roster percentage. We'll start with Montreal's Uri Slavkoski at 40% owned. Slavkoski is currently on a seven-game point streak, 11 points, six goals, five assists, and averaging 18-14 time on ice during that seven-game point streak. The top line for the Canadians has been solid at 5v5, but have been on an absolute heater on the power play. So Slavkoski really starting to break out here in the second half of the season. Wyatt Johnson from the Dallas Stars, center right wing, eligible, 28% owned, seven goals, seven assists for 14 points, also averaging two and a half shots per game and nearly 17 minutes of ice time. So 14 points in his last 14 games. Jordan Everly, 12 points in his last 13 games. He has six goals, six assists. He's averaging 2.2 shots per game and 16 and a half minutes of time on ice. He is currently 27% owned and right wing eligible. There's also rumors that Jordan Everly could potentially be on the move at the trade deadline. So if you add him now and he ends up on Leon Dreisaitl's wing in Edmonton or something like that, you could see a little fantasy boost for Jordan Everly. Shane Pinto has been really good for the Ottawa Senators. Only center eligible, so a bit maybe a bit more difficult to get into your lineups on a night-to-night basis. But 20% owned. He's been on a heater to start the year. Eight points in his first nine games. He's averaging 17 and a quarter minutes time on ice and averaging 2.8 shots per game. So he's looked good. He's on the top power play unit for the Senators as well. So Shane Pinto off to a nice start after being suspended for the first 41 games of the season. J.J. Paterka, right wing eligible, only 18% owned. Nine points in his last nine games. Six of those uh, coming via the goal. 3.6 shots per game. Unbelievable stuff there. Averaging 16.08 time on ice. The only issue here with Turk is minutes before we started recording this podcast, the Buffalo Sabres released some new lines, and it looks like he's being bumped to the third line uh, with Peyton Krebs and Zach Benson. You definitely want to see him playing with Dylan Cousins, Tage Thompson, or Casey Middlesat. So a little bit less excited about Paterka than I was 10 minutes ago. But Guys uh, playing fantastic. Still. Why not put him down the lineup, right? Naturally. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. But I, I don't think it's going to end up being uh, too bad for him. I don't think he's going to lose too many minutes. I'd still keep my eye on J.J. Paterka. Jake Neighbors, left wing, right wing, eligible for the St. Louis Blues. Beebs, you mentioned last week that he single-handedly won you a week. A couple of strong performances. Uh, Jake Neighbors, 14% owned, 10 points in his last 10 games. Six of those are goals. Not averaging a ton of shots, just 1.8 per game and under 60 minutes a night, but he's on that uh, top power play unit in St. Louis, playing on the second line with Braden Shen as well. He's been great. Nick Waugh from the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights have really had to shuffle their lineup without Jack Eichel, and it's led to a line of Ivan Barbashev, Nick Waugh, and Jonathan Marcheseau, and that trio has been on an absolute heater. You're not going to get many shots out of Nick Waugh, just 1.2 per game, but he has 14 points in his last 10 games, averaging nearly 17 minutes of time on ice. Whenever this guy's been given the chance to play additional minutes, Nick Waugh has heated up three goals, 11 assists in his last 10. Kyle Palmieri, my guy, 
I was really excited when I saw Beebs tweeting about him because he has averaged 4.3 shots per game over his Insane. last nine games. Uh, he's at, he's picked up nine points, five goals, four assists during that time. Continues to play uh, on that second line with Brock Nelson, as well as the top power play. You need to put the, the 4.3 shots per game. I've always told you guys, man. Kyle Palmieri, shot volume, God. Uh, I'll give you that. Strelly. And I don't think people are, honestly, like not to cut you off, sorry, Brock. I just don't think people are realizing, because they don't think he's capable of doing this anymore, what's happening. And he is locked into that spot, shooting his mind out. It's beautiful. Props to Brock. That's always been his boy. Give yeah. us Anthony Sorelli. Sorelli, just 6% owned. He was actually bumped up to the top power play unit last night, and he's been on a nice run of his own, and only 6% owned. It, it's pretty wild that he's got 13 points in his last 11 games, four goals, nine assists. Also, a, a guy that's probably not going to offer you a ton of shot volumes, 1.9 shots per game. It's not terrible, but he's averaging over 19 and a half minutes per game, so that is certainly helpful. And if he's going to continue to get a run on that top power play unit, certainly provides a boost in his fantasy value in the short term. Let's get to a few goalies now. Uka Pekalukanen, who is 50% rostered, he was a late scratch from the crease on Thursday, but he was back on the ice for practice on Friday morning. So I would imagine should he should tomorrow. be available for their next game. Uh, but anyways, he's been on a heater regardless. Seven and five in his last 12 games, but the numbers have been incredible. 1.6 goals against average, 941 save percentage, and three shutouts. Um, you, you said, obviously, they're moving J.J. Paterka to the third line. Hopefully that provides a little bit of additional scoring with a more balanced attack for the Buffalo Sabres and can get Uka Pekalukin in more goal support and more wins. The fact that he's only got seven wins in his last 12 games while holding teams to 1.6 goals per game is pretty wild. Uh, Sam Arison, who is now the number one goalie in Philadelphia with Carter Hart out, uh, Arison's been unbelievable. Honestly, normally I look at smaller sample sizes, smaller um, – stretches of games for, for, for these guys' numbers. But Arison's been unbelievable since, like, his fourth start of the season. His first three starts of the year, he got absolutely torched. But in his last 26 appearances, he's 15-7-3 and three with a 227 goals against average, 9-12 save percentage, and three shutouts. So he's been on a really good run for, like, months. And he's still under 50% owned. So I really like Arison. The Flyers continue to play well. I think he's a great pickup and a guy that's going to see plenty of starts down the stretch. Speaking of a guy who can see plenty of starts down the stretch, Nico Doss started three in a row. He went two and one with a 169 goals against average and 944 save percentage in those games. The Devils have been begging for good goaltending all year. This is kind of reminiscent to what we saw a few years ago where Nico Dawes started like 25 consecutive games down the stretch uh, with some with some injuries. Vanacek has not been great. Schmid has regressed mightily after a really good run last year. He, he has been mostly in the AHL and not even performing down there. So this looks like it could be potentially Nico Dawes' crease moving forward. New Jersey Devils are finally healthy again. They're playing well. They look like they're going to make a push for the playoffs. And if Dawes is the guy getting all the run between the pipes in New Jersey, then he is absolutely a terrific pickup right now. Did you uh, did you see the Jack Hughes interview after after Dawes' yes, first? Yes, I did. Time I was going to mention it. Yeah, I think that honestly that that stands out. Like these are little things. It, it sounds so silly, but um, throughout day to day, Brock and I see and and D, we see little things on Twitter that that show good signs for fantasy players. And this is one. Jack Hughes after their first game where Dawes stone on his head, let in one goal. He said uh, it was something along the lines of just look how much of a difference it makes when you actually get stops. 
which was kind of shade thrown at Vanacek. But at the same time, we love that as people looking at, at the time, Dawes was 6% owned in fantasy. He's now up to, I believe, 13 or 14%. 17. So when 17. So when someone's saying that, it just shows the team has confidence behind a guy like Dawes, and they really don't have confidence behind someone like Vanacek right now. So those are little things. When your biggest player are saying them, they go a long way in the dressing room, and I guarantee you he's not the only one feeling that. So, hey. We uh, will jump on that trend. We don't mind a little bit of mix up in the room. And it, it's good to hear little quotes like that. So thank you, Jack Hughes, for giving us a, uh, yeah. If everyone else after every game wants to interview and give us some fantasy tips or uh, things uh, we should look into, that'd be awesome. But yeah, but no, that was perfect. And I think it did go a long way. It just shows how, you know, this team is very passionate. They want the playoffs, but the only way they're going to get there is with goaltending. And that might be Nico Doss. So uh, I'm, I'm right behind that one. Yeah, I scooped him up off waiver. Somebody spot started him yesterday or two days ago or whatever and dropped him. And I was like, okay, I didn't even really need that much help between the pipes. But when he's rolling right now for that team, man, if he can get hot and start like 20 games in a row like he did a few years ago, Nico Dawes looks great. Um, Okay, before we get to the rest of the season strength of schedule for goaltenders, I'm just going to rip through the Betway bets of the day. We are just going to be having an avalanche of information at you in this episode. It's going to be coming hot. It's going to be coming heavy. It's going to be coming quick. And hopefully you're uh, enjoying the the ride because it's going to be an avalanche as i mentioned uh okay betway bets of the day it's a little early um on friday here so there's not a lot of odds up uh for saturday's massive i think 13 games slate so these um are, are the lines that you can expect to see or in and around the early indications of what they might look like tomorrow we're going to start with the boston bruins against the la kings they're at home uh, at minus it's looking like it's going to be around minus 155 so i would like the bruins there the chicago blackhawks at home to the ottawa Senators, looking like they're going to be around plus 155 could be a little bit better um so yeah i like the blackhawks with Connor bedard back the senators are, are, are pretty up and down not a great road team either the blackhawks uh for you know they've been really good on home ice they've been able to match up their second line against the options best and they've been unbelievable defensively and now they've got maybe some goal scoring returning to the lineup with Connor bedard coming back so i like the blackhawks on home ice against the Senators. The Buffalo Sabres, we just mentioned them, especially, uh, actually not especially, only if Uka Pekalukin gets the start, but in Minnesota tomorrow around plus 145, 150. The Montreal Canadiens at home against the Washington Capitals. We just talked about how good that top line, how good that power play has been. Um, and the goaltending, you know, hit or miss usually, uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad. We saw a shutout from uh, Caden Primo a couple nights ago. Then we saw... Uh, Sam Montembeau give up seven to the Rangers yesterday. So it can be a little bit volatile, but at home against the Washington Capitals at minus 105, I like the Canadians. And the last one is the Philadelphia Flyers in New Jersey. It's actually an outdoor game. Uh, so, you know, slows the game down a little bit, which I think plays into the Flyers' hand. They are going to be around plus 126. So those are the Betway bets of the day. Now, Beebs, let's focus our attention into the rest of the Ooh. season. And this we're taking a look at starting with week 19, which starts next Monday through the end of the season. So uh, what we're going to do is just quickly break down what the schedule actually looks like for each team and who uh, you can target and trade away as a result. First, we're going to just focus on the rest of the season, the entire fantasy regular season and the entire playoffs added together and which teams have the most favorable schedules. So in terms of just raw favorable schedule schedules, excuse me, the easiest remaining schedule for goalies is the Seattle Kraken uh, followed by the Minnesota wild. So 
It's hard to know exactly what's going on in Seattle. Joey Decord obviously has had a long run, but we saw Philip Grubauer come back the other night and play very well. So it could be a little bit of a mix. I'm not so sure that I want to be rushing to uh, trade for Joey Decord because if he ends up losing a little bit of playing time to Philip Grubauer, then he's not going to be quite as valuable. But I think Grubauer makes for an interesting waiver wire addition if you need some help between the pipes, given that they have the easiest schedule down the stretch. Now, the other side of things is that They only have three back-to-backs remaining. So if it is like just Joey Decord's run here, then he could be a great acquisition because of how few back-to-backs they have and maybe how little playing time Grubauer is going to get. So we don't know for sure how things are going to shake out in Seattle, but I think that in the short term, Grubauer as a pickup might make a little bit of sense. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I think you're right there, but I honestly, I hate, uh, hate's a strong word. I really shouldn't use that, but I really dislike Seattle's goaltending in fantasy the last couple of years. Do they not tease us at all times? We've talked about it with the in previous years. You know, this team is so, built so well defensively. He should work. He should work. And then he proceeds to post an 890 and just hurt us. But um, no, there is something about healthy competition and we are witnessing healthy competition in Seattle right now. I think, if you're a Decord owner and you can grab Grubauer with, say, you have an extra floating spot there, and you realistically should be able to, he should be out there. That is a deadly duo, and that is one that you can ride at the end that I don't think a lot of people are looking into. So I do think in that regard, it could be good. Brock, like you said, like yeah, like you said, a lot of back to back. So um, if you can keep it on schedule, and you're someone who can really look at, um, and if, if you are grabbing guys like Grubauer, you're likely a schedule hawk. Um, but if you do, um, I think he makes a great pickup. Like you said, these are. These are things we have to kind of look into here and shrink the schedule, all that. It does play a factor in fantasy, especially if you're looking to win hunt. Um, so I don't mind. I don't mind Grubauer at all, but I especially like the move. If you have Decord already, I think you can stack a disgusting combo there, especially for the last little bit. Um, but I do think that there's a couple other names coming up that I like a bit more, but at the same time, we know goalies are thin. Brock and I are sitting in a league right now where a guy has 10 goalies. So we're going to have to cap that. Um, so in a league like that, goalies are just nothing we don't have anything to choose from um and i never thought i'd have to make a rule like that but uh but yeah so uh yeah i, I don't mind the group hour move at all i think it's super safe and uh and he looked like i said just fantastic the other night i think he allowed one goal in a 2-1 victory so um it's good to see out in seattle so I don't mind. Yeah, like a lot of these names we're going to talk about, you're going to have to trade for where Grubauer, if, if he does get, you know, even half their remaining 28 games, puts 14 starts against what we have as the easiest schedule moving forward. The Minnesota Wild are second in, in terms of the easiest schedule moving forward. They also have uh, some of the most back to back, second most back to backs remaining this season with seven. And to me, that is Mark Andre Fleury territory right there. I could see Gustafson and Fleury really split the starts down the stretch. Uh, Fleury obviously is a player that has been rumored to potentially be getting traded, but if he stays in Minnesota, they've got a really easy schedule moving forward and seven back-to-backs could be plenty of starts for Fleury uh, in the second half here and, and somebody that you can get up on the waiver wire in most leagues right now. And uh, he could certainly provide a little bit of uh, goaltending help there. Overall, Uh, Those are the two easiest schedules. But if we want to take a look, what I did was combine who's got the most games, who's got the most favorable schedule, and who are the best defensive teams? Who's going to insulate these goalies the most and provided a little bit of a rating? And if you combine those three together, the best schedule moving forward for fantasy regular season and playoffs combined is the Edmonton Oilers, followed by the Winnipeg Jets. So I think it's probably going to be pretty difficult to trade for either (laughs) Stuart Skinner or Connor Hellebuck. but I do think that there's some teams at the other end of the spectrum that have very good goalies that you might be able to trade away 
and make things a little bit easier to try to acquire a Stuart Skinner or a Connor Hellebuck because their schedules are great. Following them is, like we just said, the Seattle Kraken. A little bit more of a murky situation. It's harder to figure out. Same thing goes with the LA Kings. You know, maybe it, we see a resurgence from Cam Talbot. He looked good against the Devils last night. Maybe David Riddick bounces back after an ugly performance. But again, that was Riddick situation. last night. That was Riddick last yeah. night? That was Riddick, Sorry. yeah. Um, no, that's Talbot okay. We. No, we had a uh, we had a bit of a confusion, um, and, and Talbot was uh, someone thought that he ran out, but Riddick came out, which is actually like one of the clear indicators that they might actually be sticking with Riddick going forward. Talbot currently on a ten game opposite of heater losing streak and after yeah like you said a shellacking the other night for riddick they went back to him last night and he picked up the victory he yeah stopped 26 of 27 yep he played incredible and that's all he needed to to i think kind of um just reassure their confidence in him for the next little bit so i think for the next next bit riddick is a uh, kind of guy sorry had to step in there for my boy big save dave yeah, no, so it, nice bounce-back performance by him. I honestly thought Talbot started that game. But nonetheless, uh, Dave Riddick, yeah, he, like definitely makes a, a more worthwhile pickup. I'd probably be looking to him over somebody like Philip Grubauer because, like I said, fourth easiest schedule or fourth best schedule moving forward. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are next, so maybe making a move for a guy like Tristan Yari. They've got 30 games left. The strength of schedule is not great, but only four back-to-backs. Yari's been very inconsistent, but the schedule moving forward is, is pretty good. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, again, another murky situation. Frederick Anderson kind of returning back to the mix but he's somebody if he's available on your wire i think is, is worth looking into pieter kachekov might be somebody worth trading for they have five back-to-backs i do think if anderson comes back healthy him and kachekov likely going to split time uh quite a bit uh, the last one here we'll talk about is the ottawa senators 31 games the most games remaining schedule is not great they have nine back-to-backs so even if you like one of their goalies, Corpus Allo has been pretty inconsistent. Forsberg's been pretty inconsistent. I don't think that's a good enough situation. So to me, you the shouldn't guys like I'm, one of their goalies. No, you shouldn't. the guys I'm really focused on here are, are, are Stuart Skinner and Connor Hellebuck. Again, making trades for either one of those guys is going to be difficult, but here's the bottom end of this list. Alexander Georgiev, the Colorado Avalanche, second worst schedule moving forward. So he's a guy towards the top of the league and wins, playing a ton you're going to have to give up additional assets to acquire Skinner or Hellebuck in a trade where you're giving up your gift, but your gift has that win equity where it's not going to be a huge difference. And, and the player you're going to have to give up isn't going to be massive. Some of these other names, um, Vegas golden Knights. So Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill, I love Hill, but like the schedule is not there. Maybe you move Hill. Who's got some of the best numbers in the league for somebody like Skinner and Hellebuck. Again, you'd have to Hill give up carries additional a assets. ton of weight right now for sure. Um, Columbus, you're not going to trade their goalies. Chicago, you're not going to trade their goalies. Calgary, you can maybe move Markstrom, but he might get moved anyway. The other two goalies that I'm really focused on here, sorry, three goalies, uh, Boston Bruins have one of the more difficult schedules moving forward. Some of the fewest games remaining and the most difficult strength of schedule left. So the Boston Bruins, I would be looking to trade Allmark or Swayman for, for multiple reasons. One, the schedule is terrible. Two, they split time. So you're you know at 27 games remaining starting Monday, they might start 13 and 14 games each with the worst schedule overall. If I can move one of those guys and, and pick up somebody like Hellebuck, like uh, Stuart Skinner, Allmark and, and Swayman's name still carry a ton of weight. Their yep. stats are still ridiculously good. I would be definitely looking to make that move. The New York Rangers, very difficult schedule moving forward. Igor Shosturkin would be somebody I'd be looking to move in that same name, uh, going for Hellebuck, going for uh, Skinner. And can then, I spare uh, people more on Austin really quick? Let's say yeah. you make the playoffs. You have one of Swayman or Olmark. Boston has a three-game week. 
Omar gets two of the starts. You have Swayman. He gets one. He has his one start. Let's say he plays a juggernaut. He plays Edmonton. He plays anyone or even just has a bad game. You got one start in a playoff week. And from your top goaltender, you're now relying on arguably your goaltender two, your goaltender three guaranteed because there you, you probably don't have much better than Swayman um, on your team. And in that case, you have shot yourself in the foot. So I, I just to back you up there, Brock, I think it's not almost a should it's it, it's you almost need to make this move because it could get really ugly. Um, and as many people can want to say, oh, it can go the other way back. The best you could get out of that would be even in a four start week two or four game week, two starts. And if you're in a four game week and you can get four starts from someone better, I like it a lot more. So I just had to step in because I am uh, I, I currently own part of the Bruins trade and I am stressing, sweating and panicking. So, yeah. Well, the same thing can be said about the Rangers, right? We've seen yep. way more starts for Jonathan Quick than anybody expected. And even when Shesterkin starts to play well, Quick's still getting starts. So the exact same thing can happen. The schedule is brutal. When you take a look ahead at just the fantasy hockey playoffs, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have the easiest schedule, but only nine games. The Seattle Kraken, uh, second easiest schedule and the, tied for the most uh, games at 12. Philadelphia Flyers, third easiest schedule, only 10 games, third easiest schedule. So Sam Arison carrying a lot of weight still. St. Louis Blues, Jordan Bennington, somebody you could look to as well. Now let's focus on the, the negative, the bad end of it. The New Jersey Devils, so Nico Dawes, probably not going to be the uh, overall answer for you, but he can chip in. Uh, but the New York Islanders are a team that's near the bottom of this list. So Ilya Sorokin, I, I'm moving, I'm looking to move Ilya Sorokin. Now, Sorokin, Shesterkin have not had the years that we've anticipated, but there's no doubt in my mind that their names still carry a lot of value and people expect that they could bounce back. You're going to have to give up Sorokin plus or Shesterkin plus to get Connor Hellebuck without a doubt, but you can make those moves. I don't know if, if Hellebuck owners are super eager to trade them, but if you give them enough, if you look at these schedules, Hellebuck is going to be the key to winning fantasy hockey championships. Stuart Skinner could be the key to, to, to fantasy hockey championships. I don't own Skinner in a league. I think I'm smarter than this. But like, if you own Skinner and somebody offered you Elias Roken straight up for Skinner, you might accept that deal. Yeah, like, this it's, is still uh, Elias Roken. I'm in a like we're we're in a keeper league, and realistically, um, not to to flex, but I'm in a flex here. I'm leading the keeper league. But if someone offered that to me. I think I'd have to like I I'd be smart if I was in any other position to take Sorokin long term. But since I'm going for the championship and we play fantasy hockey to win championships, I'd have to stick with Skinner here. Um, it's just you know the the outlook going forward. All the stats are there for Skinner. Um, we saw that win streak and that was incredible when you're a part of it. But I think you're right. I think Sorokin carry people look people still look at draft value. They still see where a guy was taken. They still compare things because they want to make it seem like they really won trades, yada, yada, yada. And that's where I think you get people. I think Sorokin carries way more weight than Skinner, surprisingly. So, uh, so yeah, I think you can pull that deal. I think that's a good idea. If I, you I wanna, want to no part of Sorokin either. If you want to look at teams with, like, not the best schedules, like, obviously, the Oilers and the Jets' schedules are unbelievable. But it, some other really nice-looking schedules in the fantasy hockey playoffs, the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, I do think, you know, Hellebuck's obviously going to be – Probably the most expensive fantasy goalie to acquire right now. But Florida, Sergei Bobrovsky and Tampa Bay, Andre Vasilevsky, those guys are at least going to come out at, at a little bit of a discount from a Hellebuck, maybe even a Stuart Skinner. They might be on par with Skinner. Um, their, their schedules are pretty favorable moving forward. The Panthers, literally one of the best defensive teams in the league. The Lightning have really started to heat up as well. So they might come out a little bit cheaper. So to me, the goalies I'm trying to go after right now are Hellebuck, Skinner, Bobrovsky, and... 
Vasilevsky. Um, if you take a look at the Florida Panthers, Anthony Stars, unbelievable last night. He's been playing tremendous whenever he gets the call. He's a guy that you can, if you have the roster space, great to, to, to keep him on, uh, to keep him on your roster. Whenever he starts, he's been excellent. So he's another name that you can throw out there. Um, and, and the Lightning are going to be fighting for the playoff live. So Andre Vasilevsky is going to be between the pipes. Unless there's a back-to-back, he is going to be out there. In terms of how many back-to-backs the Lightning have left, just three. So with 26 games remaining, we could see reasonably 23 starts from Andre Vasilevsky down the stretch, which could be the highest number in the league. Um, you know, you know what's kind of insane too here is with Vasilevsky, when people drafted him, they obviously we had this injury. People thought, hey, that was going to be kind of an anchor. That would be what hurts Vasilevsky. We're getting to the point in the year where that could realistically be what is helping him because if they have to make the playoffs, he's way fresher than a guy who played for the first two months. And they're going to want to keep him fresh, make sure that everything's going there because he is their key to victory, him and Kucherov. Well, and a couple other pieces, but he realistically is what's driving that train. And, uh, and it's kind of crazy that someone who, who, um, people were staying away from due to injury is actually going to be a positive um, repercussions for him. So that it, it's kind of cool um, in that regard where some goalies are going to get rest. Vassy is uh, he's good to go. He's, he's basically where they're all at game 50. He's at game 25 right now. So um, that, that could work out well for him. And we know he's a dog. He can eat those starts. He's proven it year after year. So just to I, clarify, and, uh, he's, I think he's at start 30, but nonetheless, the, 30 the point oh, remains. Oof. Pretty close, yeah. But uh, also, I think, too, I think values like, oh, I was about to say, people are probably feeling their lowest they've ever felt just seeing his overall counting stats on him. But with that said, I'm talking about someone who everyone considered the best goalie in the world. So people are probably mm-hmm. considering um, just the fact that they're even willing to trade him. I think you got to jump in there um, and definitely try to see what you can get. At least try to gauge what the Vasilevsky owner or say any of these other name owners, try to gauge at least what they want. And then uh, it's at least worth knowing because um, you don't want to make the playoffs and be like, huh. Wonder what I could have dollars. gotten Hellebuck for. Absolutely. Yeah, so those are the four goalies that I'd really be looking at. Uh, Vasilevsky, like you said, to your credit here, the numbers haven't been spectacular. He's given up two or three goals pretty much every single night. The same time as 9.08 over that 14-game stretch. But he's won 11 of his last 14. And if you take a look at even a smaller sample size, he's won six of his last seven. Six and one with a 9.11 save percentage. So, like I said, Vasilevsky's playing well. The schedule is certainly there. Um, so, to recap, uh, the goalies that we would be looking to target the most, especially if you're taking a look like it, these these guys, if you're locked into the fantasy hockey playoffs, if you're in the number one seed and it's just like, I don't give a shit what happens the rest of the fantasy hockey regular season. All I care about is, is who's going to be in my lineup coming playoffs. Uh, the goalies that I would really be looking at, Edmonton, first and foremost, Stuart Skinner. He's going to come a little bit cheaper than uh, than Connor Hellebuck. Then next, you've probably got Thatcher Demko. He's up there as well with one of the easiest schedules. He's going to be expensive, though. Then you've got Pabrovsky. You've got uh, Vasilevsky, and then obviously Hellebuck. Uh, Hellebuck's playoff schedule is actually not quite as favorable, so if he'd be more of somebody I'd be targeting if I need to like push for the playoffs, just sell the farm. Hopefully it works out, and uh, that would be a guy to go after. But in the playoffs, their schedule is actually fairly difficult, and it's the, the, the opposite for the Rangers. Tristurkin. If you're locked into a fantasy playoff spot and you have Shesterkin, then I would keep him because their fantasy playoff schedule is actually decent. Their rest of season from here on out, regular season and playoff schedule is, is difficult, but just the the playoffs, it, it's pretty good. It's the uh, ninth best. So, um, yeah, to me, the Oilers, the Canucks, the Panthers, the Lightning are the goalies that I'm going to be going after. Uh, just going back really quickly here to the rest of the season, in terms of the least back-to-backs or fewest back-to-backs, uh, the Vancouver Canucks and Vegas Golden Knights only have two. 
I don't think that means necessarily that Demko is just going to start 24 games, right? They've gone into Smith and non-back-to-back situations. Vegas is probably the same. They're another really good team that they're probably going to ride Aiden Hill quite a bit, but Logan Thompson is still going to get his fair share of starts. Um, then there's a bunch of teams with only three back-to-backs, and I think it's interesting some of these teams. Um, the the Lightning, we've already mentioned, and then the Avalanche. I mean, Anunin looked okay last night, but like they've been riding Gorgiev pretty hard. He could still see you know, 20, 23 starts remaining this year. Um, there's got to be a trade there though there has to be like not to talk talk hypotheticals but like that if there's ever been a trade that should happen i think that's one of the bigger glaring ones the other they did they did announce that they want to get gorgiev some more rest the other day so just just yeah it's so their fan base or your fan base whatever you want to look at it's so funny because like when gorgiev starts it's like man we need to get this guy's rest and when gorgiev doesn't start they're like why is this guy not starting it's like well (laughs) you can't have it both ways another name i just want to satisfy fans couple names that i want to throw out there i I know i'm kind of flip-flopping back and forth here but some other uh really good goalies that have have pretty difficult fantasy schedules in the playoffs the detroit red wings i you know alex lyon by himself isn't going to get a massive return in fantasy but as a throw-in as a sweetener to a deal um you'll probably have to look for like a two for one a forward and lion for for a goalie upgrade but their schedule in the playoffs is is brutal and then uh, the National Predators. UC Saros obviously hasn't had the year many expect, but I still think his name carries a decent amount of weight. Um, and their fantasy playoff schedule is not that ideal. Only 10 games and the matchups aren't particularly great. So uh, those are another two guys that I would be trying to move on from. Beebs, do you have any additional thoughts here on the strength of schedule, whether it be rest of season, including the regular season and playoffs, or just the, the fantasy hockey playoffs? No, but uh, just one thing that really stood out, and I think Stoller's kind of brought the point to me, um, just keep an eye on spot starts. You can really get some good starts down the stretch here, especially with teams resting. Um, keep an eye on teams. Well, we kind of mentioned it, the the Vancouver-Vegas thing. Vancouver might be in a position where they can start going to dismiss a little bit more because of their playoff position, where Vegas is trying to make a little bit more of a push here. Um, but when they do start guys like DeSmith, keep an eye. That's a team that, you know, they, they're they they're likely to put four goals on the board. And when you have DeSmith in net, that's a likely win. Or even Colorado, when they do go to maybe Justice Anunin, or I don't know, it might be it might be Ivan Prozvatov or however you say it's time. Um, whatever revolving door goaltender they put in there, it sometimes isn't a bad play. Um, and then again, Anthony Stolar. So if you can get someone like that, it's sometimes a smarter play than maybe Sorokin against toronto or something like that a, a crazy matchup so just something to keep an eye on um and just just i don't know just kind of kind of use your brain at this point we've made it to 50 plus games in every team we can you can see who scores a lot of goals who doesn't who gives up a lot of goals who doesn't and in that regard you can kind of make the uh the decisions there but it's definitely a time where these spot starts have a huge impact on fantasy and uh not to preach but i just i just know that i love to abuse that love to usually have kind of one spot open where i can play the nicest matchup if i have to so yeah, um, just something to keep an eye on. Well, yeah, and like to your point, like the Florida Panthers right now, top of the Atlantic Division. The Bruins maybe not playing particularly great lately. The Panthers might start to separate themselves, and the exact same thing. You're going to see Stolarz giving Bobrovsky some breathers down the stretch and and getting more starts, and he's been unbelievable pretty much whenever he gets the call. Same thing. New Even York like Rangers. a Laurent Boursault, guy like that yeah. kind of. Yeah. Like that. 
as as long as the Jets continue to play well and, and they can, you know, they're not fighting for their playoff lives. But like the the Rangers, top of the Metropolitan Division, Jonathan Quick still going to be getting a lot of starts down the stretch without question. The Dallas Stars, maybe more Scott Wedgwood, uh, like you said, the Vancouver Canucks, maybe more Casey DeSmith, the Vegas Golden Knights, maybe it's a little bit more Logan Thompson. Um, they're, they're, those are going to be spots where you're going to want to play these guys and that's why we do the daily fantasy hockey goalie rankings over at dailyfaceoff.com because sometimes the spot starts great out better than the actual uh number one guys that are on your fantasy team just based on matchup and you're going to want to you know make those sometimes it's hard to make those decisions but uh there's definitely going to be great spot starts from these guys down the stretch and and yeah using the spot starts to your advantage is the way you win fantasy hockey championships more often than not. players goalies the whole thing yeah, and that's why we talk about streamers every single week. These weekend streamers is, is, is makes a huge impact. I do a streaming article at the start of every week trying to find the guys, the best schedules that can make the biggest impact for your lineup this week. And uh, we focus on the light nights, and that's why we do that because, yeah, like you, you've you got 15, 16, 17 guys on your team that are, that are your staples, and they're going to hopefully – carry the water more often than not, but sometimes you need to bring in some outside help. Look at the, look at the avalanche. They're, they're, they're basically streaming Zach Parise right now. So, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of outside help. And, and obviously in fantasy, it's a little bit easier with no, with no salary cap in most leagues. Uh, but speaking of streamers, unless you have any fa- final uh, thoughts or comments, Bebe, we are going to head over to D's weekend streamers. No, I think, uh, like you said, this is, this is where we pay attention. You mentioned it really quick. For example, I had Jake Neighbors last week score two goals on the weekend, two power play points. It tied my power play points. It pushed my overall points one above. I won a 4-3 matchup. These are little things that win matchups. And uh, I, I, I'm not, not to toot my own horn. I've had Adam Henrique on a Sunday twice take it, and Jake Neighbors now twice on a Sunday. These are little guys. Um, if you're, you know, if, if you have that spot, you can get those extra points, and they go a long, long way. So huge shout out to D. Um, whenever he does drop that, like Brock said, we'll usually uh, make sure to throw it out on all socials too, if you guys want to find it, or it's usually on the Daily Faceoff page on Friday. So definitely take a, take a peek at that because weekend streamers are massive, massive, massive stuff. So that's all I got to say, and uh, I'm glad we focused on this because. Um, it, it is huge too. I think a lot of leagues, they only look forward one week, but we are looking forward way further than that. We got our crystal ball out. So it's good to, uh, I like this stuff for my own personal fantasy. So I hope that you guys do as well. Yep. And take it away. D. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so our options are rather limited on the streaming front this weekend. We got just one team playing the Friday-Sunday schedule, so we'll go through them uh, in a minute here and talk about some of the options you might have available on your waiver wire up front. Uh, In goal, there's just a single team playing the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back, right? We got just one game Friday, 13 on Saturday, 3 on Sunday. So, yeah, like I said, leaving us with some pretty limited options uh, the Kings are that only team playing the Saturday-Sunday, but the way their ownership spread out right now, it's unlikely that you'll see a spot start available on the waiver wire on Sunday. David Riddick is actually the more widely available goaltender in L.A. right now, uh, and he's actually taken a, a pretty firm grip and uh, control of that starting job lately. So he's just 28% owned, but he's more likely to get the Bruins on Saturday at this point, uh, which would leave Cam Talbot to take on the Penguins in Pittsburgh on Sunday, and Talbot's been struggling, and ownership's still sitting about 66% owned. So unfortunately, uh, there's a pretty good chance you won't find a single uh, spot start available on the waiver wire on Sunday. So uh, just some tough luck there this weekend. Schedule's still kind of normalizing itself following the All-Star break and the extended buys around that. Hopefully by next week, uh, we should be back into a more like I said, standard schedule uh, with plenty of options both up front and in goal. So, uh, yeah, just some skating options to go through uh, this weekend. The Arizona Coyotes are the only team rocking that Friday-Sunday schedule. And in the matchup spread, it's not pretty. They are hosting the Hurricanes on Friday before traveling to Colorado on Sunday. So certainly a lot to be desired there, but uh, beggars cannot be choosers here. They're the only team we have to work with. So, I mean, ideally you've got a couple of uh, extra matchup uh, acquisitions to work with this weekend and, and you know you don't have to go to for the price of one but if you are strapped uh, still some decent names to look through here the one thing the coyotes definitely do have to offer is plenty of widely available fantasy options in their top six uh, and you're going to hear some familiar names uh, as we work through them here the first being nick schmaltz a uh, friend of the show to be sure uh, you know hasn't really lived up to the lofty expectations he set in each of the previous two campaigns that offense is kind of underwhelmed as a whole uh, throughout this middle stretch of the season, but he still managed to register respectable 31 points in 49 games. He's center right wing eligible, 30% owned, so uh, he's out there in a lot of leagues and still stapled to the hip of Clayton Keller on the team's top line and power play unit. So while he may not be operating at the near point per game pace that we've come accustomed to seeing from him in the last couple of seasons, he has managed to up his shot volume of late, which is great to see. He's got 32 shots on goal across his last 11 games. So Keller excluded, I I don't think there's a better Coyote to bet on padding your point totals this weekend. And that growth in shot volume of late suggests that it's just as likely to come via goals as it is assists. And then moving right into some deeper league options right now, uh, we got one of my favorite players in the league, Matias Michelli, left wing, 7% owned. Uh, If it's assists you're chasing this weekend, then Michelli might just be the best play for you. Uh, He's made a concentrated effort to shoot the puck more this season. 
but he's still a pass first player at his core. He's compiled eight goals and 26 assists in 52 games this season. He's averaged over half an assist per game across the last two seasons, yet despite that seemingly elite playmaking talent he has, he remains strangely underutilized in a Coyotes team desperate for offense. Still can't figure that one out, but average time of night is, uh, on the season of just 16 minutes and 25 seconds, and this is the really puzzling part. Still limited to a second line uh, and power play roles. Can't get a, a lick on that top power play unit, despite, like I said, what seems to be some elite playmaking talent there. So his upside obviously capped by the usage, but I don't think you'll find a Coyote more likely to add to your assist totals this weekend if that's what you're after. Uh, and then rounding out uh, our options here this weekend, got a pair of uh, deep league uh, shoutouts here and, and Dylan Gunther at 5% owned uh, and one-time sleeper candidate uh, Barrett Hayton at center eligible 4% owned. Gunther rocking the left wing eligibility. Uh, all Gunther's done this season when given the opportunity to play is produce, whether that be with the AHL's Tucson Roadrunners. He's got 10 goals, 18 assists, and 29 games played, or with the Coyotes where he's managed four goals and five assists in 15th games. He was the ninth overall pick in the 2021 NHL entry draft. He's got some obvious talent there, but sort of similar to Michelli, his upside's been capped at least up to this point by a lack of minutes, uh, limited to a bottom six role, playing just over 15 minutes a night, but he is holding down a spot on the Coyotes' top power play unit. So if you're looking for some power play exposure in a deeper league this weekend, uh, Gunther could definitely be worth a shout. Uh, and then Barrett Hayden. I mean, I loved him coming into the season, produced it near a point-per-game clip down the stretch last season. He was an obvious sleeper candidate, but his season got derailed by some poor puck luck early on and then a major upper body injury, which required surgery. Uh, kept him sidelined for three months. He just returned last week. Uh, had to start off by fighting for some playing time on the team's fourth line. They were rocking Jack McBain between Keller and Schmaltz over Hayden despite his return, but he's now reclaimed his spot as the Coyotes' first-line center. Like I said, centering Keller and Schmaltz, that spot where he showed so much promise and potential in the second half of last season. So uh, unfortunately for Hayden, he's still yet to see any power play time, though that could change this weekend as he continues to work his way back and earn some more ice time. So he's far from the safest option that Coyotes have to offer this weekend, but if you're shooting for upside in a deeper league, I don't think Hayden is the worst gamble. And that was your weekend streamers with Dylan D. Berthium. Thank you so much for dropping by D. And that is going to do it for Season 9, Episode 31 of the GFO Fantasy Podcast, presented to you by Betway. As always, I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me this week, I had Michael Beebs Bondi. Thank you, Beebs. Lots of information. Hope you like it. Go get those goalies. See you guys peace. back here next week. Double peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 